What's up, everybody? Bradley with the Insurance Guys podcast here. Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk to you about this week's sponsor. If you pay any attention to the Independent Agency channel, you know there's no hotter buzzword right now than VAs or virtual assistants. This week's sponsor, I'm proud to say, is CoverDesk, who offers an innovative client solution for agencies to outsource client-facing VAs. Created by agency veteran Andy Priesman, owner of Greenway Insurance. People, this is not your typical VA company. They offer a proven system of recruiting highly educated virtual assistants, ensuring consistent performance for your agency. With their experience, they're able to help you design a program that is just right for you and your agency. They implement by onboarding and training each VA in foundational insurance skills. Visit CoverDesk on the web at www.coverdesk.com or email them at hello at CoverDesk.com or you can call them and tell them that the insurance guys sent you. Please do at 512-879-3345. Guys, give CoverDesk a ring. I promise you, you will not regret it. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for i protect insurance and financial services based out of huntsville alabama and before we get started on today's episode please help me welcome he is a six foot three sophomore from sarah land alabama parade first team all-american rivals five-star recruit he is a fantastic insurance agent and a great american ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? Best I've ever been. I am so excited to be here. Bradley can attest to this fact. When I have a guest on this podcast who is high energy, creative, and can 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 talk and, and teach our agency folks, the 250,000 insurance agents listening and watching this, Something that they did not know or understand. I am an I'm a excited kid. I'm like a kid at Christmas, and I am fired up about our guest today, guys. Our mission on this podcast is to help you agents any way we can. If you get through listening to this podcast and you learn one or two things that you can take away, go back to your office and implement in your agency, then I have succeeded in my mission on this podcast. Bradley. I am ready to introduce our guest today. She is originally from Tallahassee, Florida. She currently resides in Auburn, Alabama. She is married to the handsome, ruggedly handsome Kurt, and she has three boys, Connor, Colt, and Wells. She is a realtor and marketing director at Roots Real Estate Investment Development in Auburn, Alabama, and she sells the shit out of real estate in the Auburn market. Now, before I go ahead and introduce her, I want everybody to go to her website, which I have studied the way that the Discovery Channel studies meerkats, www.sweethomeauburnal.com. Let me say that again, www.sweethomeauburnal.com, and I want you to see some of what she's doing out there. Love her website. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you today, first-time guest on the Insurance Guys podcast, Miss Amy Cotton. How are you, Amy? I am good. What, what an introduction. Well. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's the introduction you deserved your entire I life. I mean, roll out the red carpet. Jeez. Absolutely. I love it. Amy, before we get started today, I have a confession to make. When Bradley sent me the schedule of who we were podcasting with today, I had no idea who Amy Cotney was. I was like, who is Amy Cotney and why is she on our podcast? And then as I started going on and, and um, you know, Facebook stalking you and doing some other things, as soon as I saw who you were, I thought, and this is the reach that you have now, okay? As soon as I saw the, your picture, who you were on Facebook, I thought, oh, my God, I have been following this lady on social media for about a year and a half. Now, never commented on anything you've done, but I just remember when I would see things from you on, like, Facebook and Instagram, I remember thinking, I know a lot of people in Auburn, and I don't know Amy Cottony, but you, whatever you were doing – it was uh, the pictures and the videos you were posting. I thought she's got that it factor, whatever that it factor is. And then I went to your website today, this morning, because I wanted to find out some more on you and the stuff that you're doing with the, the little uh, action figure that's dancing at the beginning of your website. Yes. That's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So welcome to the show today. We love you and we appreciate you being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited about being here. First and foremost, before we dive into what you've been able to do in Auburn, and you're not even from Auburn, you're a transplant. How did you get so creative or is it something that you've just always had since you were a little girl where you just have that creative gene in you to, to do different things and to be more of that artistic soul? Where, where, where did you develop that? I don't think I was always creative. Um, it wasn't, I, I, I think I got it during college. That's where I think that I, I figured out my little niche in college. But yes, I've always had like a, a, a creative side to me. Um, I've gone to the tune of my own drummer and I've always been, I'm a serial entrepreneur for sure. I've had two brick and mortars. I started a business from zero, an idea in my head to probably my one of my most favorite my most proud things that I've ever done everybody goes oh, you must be really proud of yourself for doing well in real estate no when you when you take a little something that you get in your head and you make it a, a big thing that's where that's that was that's one of my more aha moments that I had and that that was all done through a lot of social media and marketing so what we try to do for these insurance agents I think translates well to some of the stuff that you've been able to do you moved to Auburn. I'm going to assume you did not know very many people in Auburn when you got there. Zero. I've lived in Auburn. I have uh, know a lot of people in Auburn. Auburn is kind of a clicky place. There's always the people that, that have been in Auburn, grew up in Auburn. What did you do once you got there and decided that you're going to do real estate down there? What was the first thing you did to kind of get your name out there and make a splash through social media? Well, so I, I moved to Auburn in 2004 and I started real estate in 2016, but between 2004 and 2016, I wasn't in Auburn full time. That's a whole nother story that we don't want, we won't go in. 
when and when too when I when I started in 2016, um, there was like 600 other realtors, and and again, I hadn't been in Auburn even during that time, like the, the 2004 to 2016. I wasn't in Auburn full time, so I was in here and out. So I didn't have any friends. I, I just had the boys around and everything, like my kids. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to make a splash. I'm really good at making a splash. I, that's kind of my thing. So nobody was really doing social media um, with their real estate at that time like I do social media, they were maybe putting up a house, you know, on Facebook, this house just listed 329, five bedroom, three bath. And that is so far off, like nothing I would ever post. Um, so I went in doing the only thing that I knew how to do, and that's just to be myself and be authentic. Mm -hmm. um, so I would go in like, standing in front of a house that wasn't my listing, but saying, I'm in here, this house is for sale, it's five, and I, and I go on, I do video. Because back, that, that this was like five years ago when I started this. Um, yeah, I've been, been full-time four, four years, and so I, this was like 2016, exactly this time, nobody was doing video. There's still not a whole lot of people doing video like I do video. So that's kind of what put me in a different category. And of course, at first it was like, that lady's crazy. What is she doing? You know? And now it's like, you know, I was just telling my son, I get phone calls. Hey, can you tell, can you promote my page? Can you share this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Because at first I wasn't, it, I, it wasn't taken too well because you just said it. Auburn's very clicky and they want you to be a certain way, act a certain way. And um, my, my nickname is called the rogue realtor. So I'm going to do it differently. So one thing I've noticed about your videos Let's go back to your website. So once you pass you as an avatar dancing all over the, the home screen, the next screen in the center of the screen is, is a, a very high quality video. And it's you explaining all the things that you love about Auburn. Yes. So, so instead of, you creating this video and, and trying to tell people all the reasons they need to do business with you or why you're the greatest real estate agent in Auburn. It's more of a homage, if you will, to Auburn, Alabama. Yep. And where did you come up with that? Is that just your style? That It's my style. I don't go in and um, I don't cold call. I don't go in and just say, um, I want to be a realtor. I want to be a realtor. I go into the back door at all the time. I'm, I'm like, I'm out there a lot. But I'm out there for face recognition. Like, you know, oh, that's Amy. She sell if anybody in this town doesn't know I sell real estate, then I'm not doing my job because I'm out there all the time doing something for the community. But for me, it's not about I don't want to I never want to be that lack of better terms. This is not a good one. Cheesy. Or, Hi, I'm Amy. I'm a realtor. I would love to sell your house. That is that is so freaking cringy to me. So that's that's what I do. I kind of go in the back door on everything I do. So what do you mean by, I just want to make sure I understand what you mean by the back door. Are you talking about building a relationship with somebody? Uh, maybe they've seen your stuff, maybe they haven't, but building that relationship with them through talking about one of your videos or something like that. And through that, you end up getting the listing. Is that exactly if I can show people that I can market myself, my house, um, my house that I'm selling without being in your face and calling them and calling them. Hey, you know, if you ever want to sell your house, I'm your person. Hey, you've ever want I mean, I think people get turned off by that. So if I can show them what I do 
and I do it really well. I have a videographer, I have a photographer. Um, so all my stuff looks really good and clean and I'm pretty much very, um, uh, um, OCD anal about that. I'm not, I'm not anal about a lot of things, but when it comes to it being and presenting a certain way, it's gotta look good. Give me your three rules. So a couple of things I've taken from this and I noticed this when I first started kind of watching you a year, year and a half ago, your stuff was very clean, meaning you weren't, I could tell the pictures that you were posting of yourself um, and the videos, both. They were very clean. They were very, very high quality, 4K type images. When Bradley scheduled you to be on this podcast, I didn't, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know when I, even when I saw your name, I was like, I don't know who Amy Cottony is. But once I saw you, I thought, okay, there's some things I've seen her do that translate to the insurance industry. One thing I've noticed is when you take a picture, let's say it's in front of a house, clean image, very high quality. There's usually flowers or you're in a pair of like overalls barefooted with like, uh, it's just, it's a unique image that when I think when people see it, they're, they, they kind of catches their eye. Yeah. That's marketing. Um, I, I learned um, early on that insurance same as real estate, you got to brand yourself. You want people to work with you. So that's kind of what I've done. I branded myself. I have, I'm lucky. I live in Auburn, Alabama. There's a lot of people that take great photography. They want to take my pictures and I have a videography school I can call on anytime I want to. So I have a lot of, um, people I can pull from, but I think images and how you present yourself. Now you won't ever see me wearing high heel shoes in a very like tight fitting and tailor, whatever dress. I present myself as who I am. It might be a pair of funky flare jeans or some kind of funky outfit, but that's who I am. I stay in my lane because if I were not to stay in my lane and I would try to be somebody else, that does not work. People read through that in, in a second just being fake. But I think that People want to work with you. If you are authentic and real, they want to work with you. That's just how it is. So what are your rules in your head, whether you've ever written these down or not, when you've got one of your videographers out there and you're trying to create a video that you're going to post to Facebook or your website, what are some of the rules that you, in your mind, you're thinking that, okay, we got to have this, this, and this. Okay. This is, so you, you said, Oh, Amy, you're a creative. Yes. So when dealing with another creative, AKA a videographer, cause they should be creative. I let them do what they want to do. I don't have any, I mean, for me, cause I'm a creative, that's me stepping on their toes and not letting them do their job. So I take any control away and let them do anything that they want to do. Same with the pictures. I just act like myself in front of the camera and they send me what they think is best. I never have them edit it mainly because I, I want them to still be real. If I think that they've made me look non-wrinkled, um, I'm like, nope, make it, don't be doing that. People are going to be thinking I'm 35 years old or something, you know? I just let it, I let the creatives be for sure. And then I expect people to, when I go and list a house or if I'm talking about numbers, I kind of expect people to listen to me because that's kind of what I do all day long. So that, that's kind of some rules that I have, yeah. So from a copyright standpoint, let's go back to the video that's very well done, 4K, high, high quality video on your website. Now, the videographers filming that did a fantastic job, by the way, captured a lot of the, what I call the essence of Auburn in a lot of ways. But your voice 
and your copyright, what you're saying is you. You can tell it's your voice. You're the one talking. Are you writing out a script of what you're going to overlay over that video, or are you just winging it? No, I I wing everything. I mean, I'm a big winger. Um, but on that particular stuff, I did write that one out. But I wrote it in my words, and I, it was in my words, yeah. So next question, and this is the main reason we're here today, one of them, TikTok. Insurance agents have not really – uh, to my knowledge, you know, dove into TikTok. I will tell you, just spirit of transparency here, I am on TikTok. I took a video at the beach about uh, three weeks ago that has now gotten up to 110,000 views. Woo, you're almost TikTok famous. Almost. Three, <laughs> 300 and some odd comments, and I'd have to look and see, like, I don't know how many likes. Tell me what you've done with TikTok that has, I think we talked offline about how, you know, maybe it doesn't help your business directly, but people are starting to recognize you from TikTok. Oh, absolutely. So I'm a big believer. Well, first of all, I'm a Gary V follower. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's kind of why I'm on TikTok right there. I'm quarantined and I will listen to Tea with Gary V every single morning, but I do listen to him anyway. So it was like, Get on TikTok. Get on TikTok. I mean, I was already on. I'm on Instagram. I let me tell everybody too. All of my sales from real estate, I would say 90%, and I, it was 80, 80 to 90% all come off of social media. It's either Facebook. People see me on Facebook, Instagram. My Instagram is huge. Um, I get people that look up hashtag. So any any insurance person out there, I, I totally recommend you doing this. You got to make it a little bit fun and entertaining, um, which is a little bit difficult sometimes. Even with real estate, it can be boring. But your hashtags on there are so important. So people look up realtor in Auburn, Auburn, Alabama, real estate, real estate in Auburn, Alabama. And same thing with insurance, insurance, wherever you live. Like I, I sold a house this month off of um, somebody finding me from Nashville, Tennessee on Instagram using, and I said, how did you find me? Oh, I use hashtag real estate uh, realtor in Auburn. So that was a $600,000 house. So you guys, I mean, most of the time our commission is 2.5 or something like that. That's a lot of money for not putting any money into, I do not boost or do ads on, on, on Instagram. So just it's persistent. It's hashtagging correctly and it's keeping your brand the same. There. Okay. I said that. I'm sorry. Back to TikTok because that's what we're here for. No, no, no. I, that, I was going to get to all this. So this is okay. good. <laughs> hey, when, hey, before we get to TikTok, since we kind of got off on this, when you say persistent, how many times a day do you feel like you post on Instagram and Facebook? Um, I, this is just me because I know how I am personally, I'm going to post one post a day, um, on my Instagram. And now I have, I have a, a business because legally as a real realtor, we have to have a business Facebook page, um, and a business Instagram page. So I'll post on each one of those one time a day. Now, Instagram stories, I could have 10, um, little posts on my Instagram stories because that's, that's super easy. Also with that, I hashtag, if I'm out to eat, which of course we don't go out to eat very much anymore, but if I'm at a store, I hashtag that just to get people to know that you know what's going on in your area and you know what's going on in the community. And that's that's what 
like Bradley is wanting me to talk about, I'm sure. Um, I do a lot of sharing about the community and that's kind of set me apart from everybody else as well. I feel like my job is more than just selling a home. It's like selling a community. When you say one post a day on Facebook, is that one post on your Facebook business page that you then share over to your personal page or is it one and one? Um, it's one and they're both different. I do not post the same thing on Instagram as I do Facebook. Yes, it's a lot of work. Absolutely. It's a big fat pain in the ass, but I do it because your, your audience is completely different. Yeah. Your audience on Facebook, you guys should be a little bit more local. Your audience on um, Instagram, you all, like I have followers from Peru, you know, so you're or in California and all that. So there's two different, uh, two different audiences and they want to see two different things. And besides, if you're posting the same thing, that's completely boring. I very rarely share from my business to my personal shared posts don't get as much views if y'all didn't know that, but that is the truth. And Facebook does not really like give you a whole lot of views for shared posts. You're saying if you post something to your Facebook business page, you do not share that to your personal page. Not, not very much. But you do post two separate posts to those pages each day. Yep. And are these high quality images and videos? You really have to play with it a little bit because for me, videos right now are working really well on Instagram, um, but not as much on Facebook, Like, uh, and that, which is weird because it, sometimes it, it flips back and forth. Um, but that's what's been going on for me personally. It could be me with my iPhone running around in a shower. People like to see movement. So that's what Instagram catches that movement really quick. And it can be a 20 second video really quickly. It could be something like that. But right now for me, movement in Instagram is working and then the pictures telling a story has been working really well for me on Facebook. If I can intertwine and pull at the heartstrings and a story on Facebook, people eat that up, whether it be going to the beach, um, to the lake, something like that family right now, something like that. I am never talk about politics ever, ever, not even on my personal one or never talk about religion because immediately if I do that, I'm going to lose customers. It's honest to God truth. I mean, it is, if you're fine with that and that's fine, but, um, I, I stay extremely neutral and I'm not a neutral person. So it is, it, it takes a lot of me to biting my tongue, but I do it because that's just kind of what it's about. You can't, I, I try not to rock the boat with those two subjects. So when you post to Instagram, do you always post something and then where it says, you know, do you want to add this to your story? Do you always do that? Or are those two separate posts for you? Two separate posts. Okay. Why yeah. is that? Does that just seem to work better? Mm -hmm. I mean, people, people get bored of the same things. I usually do when you're posting on your page on Instagram, it needs to be pretty good these days. I mean, Instagram is saturated. Every, every, Everything is saturated right now because everybody's been home and on social media so much. So it can't be just some, lame picture like you know I, I don't know I see a lot of people I'm going why would you post that little tiny pictures maybe of you driving around with somebody could go on your story but it needs to be a pretty good post for it to go on your main page does that make sense it does it does do you ever on any post on any of those two platforms ever do the whole hi my name's Amy and call me for your real estate needs at all no it's just you uh, li either living your day or you've gotten a photographer or a video. Now, is your photographer and videographer 
are they with you every day? No, they're not. So what, what I'll do with my photographer is we'll go for like two hours. I'm very quick and we'll take once every six weeks, take a crap load of pictures and then she dumps them to me and then I'll pepper them in with other stuff. Um, you changing outfits over the two hours? And sometimes not. It really depends. It's like I could be running around Auburn, just different places in Auburn doing things. Um, I can be at my favorite bar, my restaurant. We'll go in and take pictures. My videographer, he's been quarantined up in North Alabama. And so that's why I started going on TikTok because he wasn't around to video me. He and I do um, four to five really good videos a month. Um, when I say that, it could be I have a really good listing coming up or I want to tell a story like I did for my website thing. We'll do three or four like that. We'll go tailgating in Auburn, um, something that people are, are interested in. And uh, I use him for that kind of stuff. On a daily basis, I try to do little clippets with my phone. Are you mainly with the videographer, the, you said uh, four really good, so that's one video a week, basically, mm -hmm. professionally videography mm -hmm. done. Are, are most of those, y'all are using his video and then you're overriding it with your copyright or your voice, what you're saying? That The one that you saw on my website, I've yeah. only done two of those. So okay. yeah, he he just does the videos. That, that's, I've only done two of those like that. Right, okay. Everything else is kind of whatever he's videoing, that audio is being used in the video. Yeah. Okay, let's go to TikTok now. Okay. What's our What's our rules of becoming TikTok famous? If you guys listen to Gary V, he'll say post three a day. Well, that's a lot of TikToks to post. So in quarantine time, when I was drinking wine every afternoon, I was having myself a large old time on TikTok, you know. I I kept I, I kept on doing that mainly because I can download you can do cute stuff with that and then download it to your phone and then post it over on Instagram. And I was using I needed that content because I did not have any content at all because I was stuck in a cabin for a month. Um, I couldn't go anywhere. So I did, then I did a video with my husband who is um, a very good dancer. I am not. And uh, we did one and it freaking just blew up. I mean, it was like crazy. It, it, I don't even know how many views it has now, almost 8 million views on it. And then I went from like 222 followers to a hundred thousand followers overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, it was crazy. So now I'm almost at 300,000 followers. Um, and I post maybe five times a week and I have, um, like, uh, and on, on that you do hashtags as well, but you don't hashtag realtor or you wouldn't hashtag you could, but you're not going to get anybody. You wouldn't hashtag insurance guys because nobody is looking for that on TikTok. The right. good thing about TikTok and the wonderful thing about TikTok is if you can get a couple of good videos in, people are going to start recognizing you. And um, do you have to get out there and do hoochie mama dances? No, you don't. You can do it. There's so many different things that you can do on TikTok. But the awesome thing about TikTok is you can do a video with music in the background and then download it and put it on your Instagram or your Facebook. Right. That's what I was doing during quarantine. And that's kind of how it helped me grow my business during quarantine. I was doing like funny, stupid little videos of helping stay at home moms school their kids by measuring out wine and like little things that have nothing to do with real estate, but trying to be joyful and happy because everybody was not joyful and happy during that time. I sat back, I'll tell you this, the first week of when everything hit, COVID hit, I sat back and watched what everybody was doing 
on it. Like just, I didn't post very much. I sat back and I'm like, all right, well, people need happy. That's how the whole TikTok thing started. And I will tell you that is still what people want. They want happy. And that is what the biggest and the biggest thing. I mean, I, it, it can be a smile. I mean, kind words back and forth. I mean, it just doesn't matter. It has to be happy. What is your TikTok handle? What do you use? It's Amy Barton Cotney. Spell Barton. B-A-R-T-O-N. And uh, do you do Twitter at all? I do Twitter every maybe one, because that's so like right there. You know, if it's something going on with Auburn basketball or um, very much news related, then yes, I'll do it because it helps with an, um, the search engine optimization, SEOs. So, I mean, I have to have my five platforms that look exactly like. I know you don't, if you guys don't know to do that, I'm sure you probably do. How do you make them all look exactly alike? You have to have the same address. It has to be put in exactly correctly the same way. Like it, could, it couldn't say Amy Cotney. It needs to say Amy Barton Cotney, whatever the other ones have. So that's why I have my Twitter. Um, I do not use Twitter unless it's something really good about Auburn and it's trending. But for me, it just helps. If I pull up my name, my Twitter account will pull up. Um, that's why I have Twitter. But I have five five different social media accounts that are all with the same address, the same phone number, all that kind of stuff all goes together. That way, when people look up your name, um, it pulls up a lot more information about you. So every handle, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all those are the same, the same name. Yep. Gotcha. So if you don't ever ask anybody to, to buy from you, do you ever post videos or pictures of houses or is it just you in the house talking and you know posting something how does that work uh so um because you know all these real estate agents want to post a facebook post of uh are you looking for a house in vestavia alabama you know and they post the house with 12 pictures or whatever and isn't it boring yeah uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so um, I don't do that very much because it's boring. Um, unless I have a kick-in house somewhere, Lake Martin or something like that. And I'm like, woo, I did a video today of a Lake Martin house. I'm not in that video, um, but I did have a model. If I, if I have a house that I think is hard to sell, I'll just put a girl in a bikini in the <laughs> Hey, you know, whatever um, works. something that I do, I do a coming soon video and it can be, um, uh, it can be a 20 second video of somebody playing basketball or football in the front yard, throwing a ball to a dog. And it's the outside of the house. I don't usually go on the inside of the house very much with my videos because again, people are ADD. I mean, they get bored. So I try to keep, there's gotta be, I usually have people in the videos and there's life in the videos. If I have a listing, I'll go in without my videographer usually. Now I ha I'll tell you this. I did one that was really good. I had this house ugly ugly and um there's like no way i was like there's just this is a waste of time so i hit a bunch of white claws everybody know what a white claw is yeah 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 so i hit a bunch of white claws in the house and i'm like okay you guys tell me how many white claws are look look over this video tell me how many white claws are in the house whoever gets the most gets a case of white claws whoever whoever gets the right answer gets a case of white claws everybody watched that video to the end because on facebook you can tell if they watch it to the end or not right so that was like the most stupid random idea that I had and it worked. So everybody else there was like, will you do a white claw video again? Do you think that goes back to just from a psychological standpoint, that movement that you were talking about earlier where people were following 
the camera to pick up where the white claws were? Yeah, and it's different. I mean, you can't, you like, that's one reason why when I started, I had to, I knew I had to niche myself as being a little bit different than, than what everybody else does. And so nobody, you think the girl in the Talbot's outfit's going to go around hiding white claws in a house? No. Right. Um, but I'll tell you what, this is, and uh, God honest truth, that video sold the house. So, I mean, it's just, you got to figure out weird, different angles of things of how to, how to grab that attention from people. Do you ever do LinkedIn at all? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I do LinkedIn. I was doing it like every, at least two or three posts a week. I did two posts last week. One was about another business in Auburn that's kicking some ass right now. Um, I love giving shout outs to other businesses. That's my thing. That's my jam because I'm an entrepreneur and um, brick and mortar is rough right now. So I really enjoy going around. Also that kind of makes me the social mayor of the town. That's kind of, I'm known as that as well. I think that's very important. I mean, that's an easy thing for any insurance guy to do as well. Make like, you know, what's going on in town. And so I, that's kind of my, my little, my little game as well. But on Instagram, I mean, not on Instagram, on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. I will say I probably haven't gotten um, as many, like I haven't gotten any messages. Hey, Amy, I'm coming into town. I saw you on LinkedIn, but I get a lot of views from my LinkedIn because you can see, you can see that. Do you ever interview business owners in Auburn, like someplace that you think's fantastic? All the time. Like on Facebook Live or something? Is that what you do? I, well, usually I do it with my um, videographer because I kind of do it as a mini commercial for them, the business. So yeah, it costs me money to do it for them. But guess what? They share it on their Facebook and then they see me and it gets shared a lot. Or I mean, that's what I do. Is I, I put that in my marketing budget as far as dollars spent. But yeah, I do that. I do a really good video for them usually with B-roll and all that kind of stuff. So Wow. Does uh, Auburn University ever let you take anything of theirs, like basketball team practicing or no. players coming out of the tunnel or anything? No, my son is a videographer, um, and he actually does stuff for Auburn University. He was my first videographer, and then he fired me. Yeah, <laughs> so. right. Creative, creative differences? No, people actually paid him. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so um, he does that. But no, I, Auburn – I'm probably too much for Auburn University. I'm not as I'm not very conservative. So I understand. I understand. You know? <laughs> Again, I stay in my lane. I, I could I could see you getting in the doghouse with them pretty quick. Yeah, hence the fact I don't work for Auburn. I'm like, what rules? That's not gonna work. Uh, I think Auburn and Alabama both, from a message and what gets put out there, are pretty uh, pretty conservative with making sure. What's being put out there is put out there by them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had my differences with other brokerages as well. I mean, you know, um, I was with a very conservative brokerage kind of when I first started and, and yeah, they didn't like all my little things that I do. So I had to go to another broker <laughs> pretty quickly, but you know, you have to find your place that you fit in too. So. Right. Well, Amy, I pre you have been a wealth of knowledge today. I hope so. In fact, Oh, one other question I had for you. Do you ever do any Facebook advertising at all? I do. Yeah. I worked Facebook and I've worked together and sometimes I, and I haven't, 
um, use them recently because I kind of know what to do now. Um, but I guess I was doing really well. My business page does pretty well on Facebook. They worked with me for a couple months on teaching me how to create my own ads. Mm -hmm. So I do that. Yeah. Usually everything I do, if it's a really good post or something, I will do an ad and I run it for Facebook wants you to run it for like two weeks. Um, and it can be $5 a day. Also, if you do a Facebook ad, just so you know, because I've been talking to Facebook experts, the, the thing is that they like that 15 second video and that does the best. So my very first video with Facebook that I did with them was, have you ever seen those guys with houses where they can throw like five bricks up at the same time? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so I had them in the background for movement and I was out there talking about new construction in the front. It was a 15 second video and it killed it. And uh, the guy, the market, the guy from Facebook was like completely shocked. But again, it says that little bit of movement that you have to have just to capture the eyes. Same thing with TikTok, same thing with Instagram. Yeah, that is extremely interesting. How in the world did you get hooked up with Facebook? Was that something, did they, did they reach out to you? Yes. I guess I was like their guinea pig or something. Goodness gracious, woman. It didn't cost me any money except for I spent advertising money, but I didn't even spend that much. I don't. I went back and I was like, golly, I didn't even spend that much money, but I got a lot of uh, a wealth of knowledge from them because they, they change things all the time as well. These insurance agents are like, yeah, whatever, Amy Cottony. And I'm like, hell, Facebook's reaching out to her, wanting, you know, wanting to partner with her. Are they, are they doing that with you? Because last time I checked, they weren't. I'm just, I'm just telling you social media for me works. Can I say one more thing? Sure. <laughs> since, I, since I'm on it right now. Um, People ask me too, you ask me how many times a day I post. I think timing of posts are very important. Yes. So I, I, some people will go, it doesn't matter what time. I call bull crap on that. It does matter what time because if you are not, you've got to get in people's heads. Like when are they in front of um, their Instagram? When are they in front of their Facebook? Usually it's at night after seven or right when they get up in the morning, they're looking at it. So if you've got a great post and you spent money on it, do not post that at 11 o'clock in the morning or two o'clock on a Friday afternoon when everybody's off drinking beer. Does that go, does that go across all platforms that, that strategy? Yes. What time at night's perfect? Like seven o'clock Seven is the golden hour for sure. Yeah. And that's on TikTok too. Well, TikTok will tell you, Hey, your people are looking at you from seven to 11. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that just goes to tell me that all, like even on Instagram too, if I post in the, um, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to get as much. Right. So just be smart about it, especially if you're spending money on, on something, be smart about it. And don't, if you're paying somebody to do your social media, you may, make sure they're doing it right because they'll, they'll go, Oh, they could just go in the office at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to post this. Make sure. I mean, you're spending a lot of money on that. Make sure it's done right. Right. Sorry. I had to get on that tangent. I apologize. This is unbelievable. I, if I'm an insurance agent right now, I've got carpal tunnel writing all this down right now because <laughs> You, I'm serious. You've, you have cracked the code on a lot of things here. This, this is amazing. I'm trying to think if there's any other, cause I have so many questions for you. I, I, I think you do a lot of things really well. I mean, I knew who you were and I don't know you and I don't, I didn't even know your name, but I'd seen somehow, some way, probably through some algorithm, I had seen some of your stuff and I can't remember. I, I think I saw you on Instagram three or four times. And really? I started going through some of your stuff because I was like, man, and, and I'll tell you what caught my eye was the video and the picture quality was so good that I was like, man, 
I don't know what she ain't doing that with an iPhone. Mm-mm. I do a lot. Don't get me wrong. I do a lot, but I, I do have my arsenal and yeah. I, I, I call that peppering in. I mean, I feel like every six posts or something like that needs to be something really good. And that's why I love Bradley too, because he is himself and he's real, real. And I think that people like that, you know, he's not all stuffy. I feel like you guys need to stay in your lane and be who you are. And people will fall in love with that and want to want to work with you. Tell our audience since you got videographers coming out of your ears down there, how do they find, I mean, how do you even start to find a videographer local community college or college or Auburn? So after my son, my, when I first started, he, my son was like, I'm getting into video and sure it would be great if you would buy me a camera. So I was like, okay, so I can write that off. (laughs) So, So I did. And he and I did stuff together for eight months, a year, maybe, I don't know. And then, He's so good. Now he only does very fast drone um, flying right now um, and is honing his skills on that. He found me a student in Auburn. So Auburn has a videography school. Mm. So now I just get, whenever they graduate, the next one has to leave me with somebody else. That's um, really good. Yeah. And I actually just pay them a monthly little salary. And um, I mean, they're in college, they're broke. They want equipment. They want a new lens. So I, I do it, but I will, I mean, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It is a lot of work scheduling things and getting people to do interviews with you on their coffee shop and all that kind of stuff, but it pays off. So do you mind, if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to, because there will be a lot of people watching, listen to this. You're not going to hurt my feelings. What would you pay a videographer to do the four, four videos for you a month? I don't even know what you pay one. I mean, I know what we pay when we go to like Dallas, Texas, and we do a speaking engagement, we pay like $300 for like six or seven hours of work. And that's probably, that's probably about right. Cause that, there's a lot of editing that goes on that they yeah. do. So I pay like four or $500 a month for my videos, which is cheap as crap. It's like a hundred dollars a video. But I mean, I'm also giving these kids, here's how it works out too. They wouldn't have their arsenal of videos when they got through college. Cause they use my stuff. I mean, we do some right. really cool stuff up at the lake and everything else drone, everything. So they get stuff. I get stuff from them and it works out really well, but no, the, my, my son, he charges a buttload of money to, to go and do a house. So I hope another realtors in Auburn are listening to this right now. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, the chances of a realtor in Auburn listening to the insurance guys podcast is probably pretty low. <laughs> good um but yeah i think that you you know these young kids they really want to do that and they want to learn so you need to find somebody that wants to learn and let them do that i mean they're not gonna it's not gonna be they're not gonna mess you up they're gonna make you look better i promise well it's been fun. yeah and it's a win-win situation for them because you know they're getting they're getting paid and they get to turn that in for potentially a grade yeah and so, I mean, yeah. all the way around, it's a win-win situation. I could see now I'm pretty pissed off because I'm upset about all these insurance agents that are in college towns like Auburn, because you've got some resources there that everybody else doesn't have. Yeah. You know, especially if, I mean, a videogra- a videography school, are you yeah. kidding me? I mean, that's like... Hey, they have classes. I mean, it's so easy. So I, I called it, I'm thinking it was the communication, the school of communication is under that. I looked under Auburn when my son fired me, I looked under Auburn and um, 
that's I talked to their dean, I think. I'm like, hey, here's what I need. Do you have anybody? And so she sent me five names. I interviewed them and I picked out one. And then from then, they've started handing me down to the next person. Um, and it's, it's been worked out. They're all been guys for the videos. It's all been guys. Um, there are a few female videographers, but not many. Every school has that now. And also that there's a lot of um, classes they're doing on social media. Like they, they'll, there'll be kids that can take over your social media for you if you want that as well. Just make sure they're doing it right. I won't let anybody touch my social media yes. um, because I am my brand and they, 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 can't, they can't do it. Um, and also I want everything done the time I want it done. Sure. So, sure. Um, but there's a lot of resources out there that you can use. People need money and you can do it for cheap. You just got to know where to look. I really do appreciate you being on the show today. I'm going to shut this thing down real quick. So insurance agents from around the world, if you didn't get anything out of that, I don't know what to tell you to do. I mean, she basically just broke down for you how to utilize social media front to back, back to front. You realize and notice that she's never talking about selling real estate on any of her stuff that she does. If you want to follow her to see some of her work, it's Amy Barton, B-A-R-T-O-N, Cottony, C-O-T-N-E-Y. So that is her tagline. I guarantee you I'm going to be pouring over it tonight and looking at all of it. Um, hey, guys, listen to me. Take this, take everything I just talked about, everything Amy just talked about, implement it in your agency. Go find a videographer, get creative, go do some cool stuff. Copy some of what she's doing in your agency. I know I probably will, but I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Thank you guys for listening today. We love all of you. We appreciate all the support and the love that you give to us. And I hope we're giving something back to you. Uh, as I always say, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and go out into the big bad world and make money for your family. Help your wife and your husband and your kids and your mom and dad and write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. The easiest podcast ever did. Amy, I love you too. Have a good rest of the week. Bye, you guys. Bye, Amy. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.